Okay, good evening, folks. Yeah, I mean, really, everybody should be saying something because it just means then intake, intake, intake with no output. So no, that, that's not going to be happening anymore. So get ready to say something to give the Lord glory. This is about the Lord now, What? how you're changing. Uh, we overcome the evil one by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Really? I mean, at times we've got 20 something people on there and two people saying something. Nah. So um, anyway, I am going to be doing kind of like prayer sermonettes, I like to, uh, to call them. And Doreen said something about hope. So I want to read this, that she's glad she had hope. Romans 15, verse 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Here is what hope is. Hope is knowing it's going to be okay when it doesn't look okay. That's what hope is. Hope is something in your heart. It's not something external. It's something internal. Here is where all the resources need to be. All of your resources, joy, peace, hope, they shouldn't be outside of you. They should be inside of you. We are so focused on trying to get things outside of us, possessions. No, this goes on on the inside. Hope is an inside job that even when you don't know, it's even when it doesn't look like it's okay, you know it's going to be okay. God came to Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, verse 11, after Nebuchadnezzar destroyed Jerusalem. And essentially, this period in biblical history is called the exilic period because Nebuchadnezzar took Daniel, Ezekiel, uh, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, and co., into exile, to Babylon, burned the entire place down, destroyed, destroyed the temple. It was an ugly siege. In fact, Nebuchadnezzar started, he was sieging Jerusalem from about, about 605 BC, totally destroyed the temple and took everybody off in 586 BC. So it was ugly, really ugly. And of course, Jeremiah was lamenting. He was full of sorrow. That's when he wrote Lamentations and uh, the book of uh, Jeremiah. But God came to him, tw Jeremiah 29, 11, and he said, well, it's all burning down. I have a plan for you, says the Lord. And it's a good plan to get not one of evil to give you a hope and a future to give you an expected end. Even when it looked hopeless, even when it looked hopeless, and Nebuchadnezzar 
was tyrant. He would do things like poke people's eyes out, really tie, tie them up, hooks in their mouths. I mean, he was brutal. The Babylonians and the Assyrians before them were brutes. So this was ugly. And after all of this, I have a plan for you, says the Lord. So regardless, understand one thing, is that in order to give a testimony, things have to have been bad. Things have to have been bad. A testimony is a proclamation of truth about how the Lord took a bad situation and made it a good one. So at some point it had to have been bad. And you need hope to take you from the bad to the good. And that hope is going to be in your heart. Joseph needed to have hope in his heart while he spent between 13 and 17 years in prison for doing the right thing. You need to have hope. People get depressed when they don't have hope. People commit suicide when they don't have hope. Believe me, I know all about that. People fall to pieces when they don't have hope. People turn to all different kinds of coping mechanisms, substance abuse, gambling, whatever, when they don't have hope. And so here is the prayer point. Lord God, let your hope cause the hopelessness in me to dissipate. Let your hope cause the hopelessness in me to dissipate in Jesus' name. Father, we just thank you, Lord God. We just praise your holy name, Lord. We pray, Father, that your hope, because you are the God of all hope, will cause the hopelessness in me to dissipate, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Lord God, where I have a believing or a thinking error, a cognitive error, Lord God, correct it in Jesus' name. Correct it in Jesus' name. You know, we use all different kinds of belief systems, right? So in psychology, there's a belief system it's called heuristics, right? And a heuristic is essentially a cognitive shortcut. So is a heuristic, for example. Um, okay, you hear uh, two plane crashes this week. Oh, it's not safe to travel on planes. It's not, and that's called a heuristic of availability because it just happened now, that's informing how you believe, but the statistics show, so you don't just take those two plane crashes, you have to take a larger sample than that, but those two plane crashes 
would inform someone erroneously that traveling by planes is not safe. In other words, now that's informing your belief system. I just want you to see how easy it is for your belief system to get tainted. Really, it's so very, very easy for it to get tainted. Your biggest asset is not your money. It's not your education. It's not your vote. It is your belief. It is your faith. That is your biggest asset. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Our faith, 1 John 5 verse 4, that's the victory. It's our faith. Without that, there's none of that other stuff. So it's, Lord God, where I have thinking errors, correct them, Lord God. You know, thinking errors, we can go like that gradually away from God because of heuristic thinking, these cognitive shortcuts. We are lazy, right? Cognitive shortcuts, they cause a bias. There's some, uh, there's a person, the people who will say, oh, all people who belong to that group, they are wherever. No, that's a heuristic. There's people also, belief systems can also depend as a heuristic of affect. So people will also believe based on how they feel. Affect is how you feel and how it shows how you feel, right? So it's law God, correct my belief system. Where there's any deviation away from you, it can be very subtle. There's any deviation away from you, Lord God, corrected in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord. We praise your holy name, Lord God. We magnify you, Father, Lord God. We pray that you are correct. Our belief system, Lord God, we ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Lord God, give us more strength for the struggle. Give us more strength for the struggle. We know, when, we know we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. It's a spiritual battle. So we're wrestling. We are wrestling. We're just not wrestling against flesh and blood. We need strength for the struggle. An example of the struggle is what Jerry just said. Here's something I found on Wikipedia. Alexa, please be quiet. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what Jerry just said, I, I hear people doing evil and and supposed to love them. And I know it's difficult. It's a struggle. You know, where, especially when I hear people just doing evil for nothing. There's a story I heard about, in fact, I talked about it. This guy who, this documentary really bothered me. This girl wasn't doing anything. She was in a mother's car driving the right speed. Her mother could be proud of her. This is what your daughter does in your car, only 18, she wasn't moving fast enough. This guy just blew her away, just blew her away. I mean, it was just so 
So, and I got it in, initially, my thought was really to have, yeah, not put it this way, not to like this guy, really. Just not to like this guy. I would have even preferred it if it had been a hate crime. It was even worse than that. My son and I were talking about it. It was, I'm just, I'm just intolerant. I'm just impatient. You need to be going faster, even though you can't. You can't go through cars. And I have no coping skills, right? I can't deal with anything, so I'm just going to blow you away. Really, that was the crime. And it really bothered me. But... I am to love that person regardless of his, regardless of that. We are always to love. That's an example of a struggle. A struggle is when you have an affinity to gravitate to a value system that takes you away from God. That would be hatred. That's a value system that takes you away from God. There's no shadow of turning in God. There's no hatred in God. So we need strength for these struggles. Cynthia just mentioned about her husband. That's a very, very difficult thing when a husband is just living in the house and just doing what he wants. You know, I'm being so cavalier, right? So that's an example of a struggle. Another example of a struggle is if you have a, um, a, a, a boss who persecutes you, who you don't seem to, there's no way to please that boss, doesn't show any gratitude. In other words, you have a boss who's not that great towards you, right? And you've tried as much as you can to um, to please this boss, do your job, and it seems like nothing pleases them. It could be a parent, could be a spouse, could be a friend. That is an example of a struggle. Why is that? Because that is going that those set of circumstances is going to try to take your sentiment away from God. That's a struggle. That's what we're wrestling against. We want to stay here, and the enemy's coming to take us away from here, just as he did in the garden. He's still doing that. We need strength for the struggles. We need that strength. Lord God, give me the grace to have strength in this struggle, Lord God, so that my value system remains consistent with your character and who you are, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We praise your holy name. Father, we pray for strength for these struggles, Lord God, so that nothing takes us away from you, Lord God, that regardless of how we get bombarded by the enemy, Lord God, that we stay focused on you, Lord God, the author and finisher of our faith. Log on. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Log on. Give me the grace to stop fearing doing a new thing.
Give me the grace to stop fear and doing a new thing. Here's what I mean by, by that. Remaining the same is comfortable, even though remaining the same is painful. And what I mean by that is this, is that what you know gives you comfort. But remaining with what you know does not give you progress. That's what I mean by that. Gives you comfort, but it does not give you progress. And God wants us to progress. God wants us to progress. So it's, Lord God, give me the faith to embrace a new thing. You know, it's a great scripture in Lamentations, Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, O Lord, is what, is what Jeremiah says. So don't forget, he's lamenting now, clearly, writes lamentations, right? You're not at a party when you're writing lamentations. The party's just been broken up, right? So he's lamenting now, but he recognizes, right, that, the mercies of God and the hope of God are new every morning. They're new every day. You know, when I had suicidal ideation, I didn't know that. And when you have bad times, this is where the hope comes, is that God can change your circumstances in a New York minute. Really. He can change them very very quickly they are new every morning but but you have also got to embrace doing something new you have got to embrace doing something new moses had to embrace going to egypt the israelites had to embrace leaving egypt You've got to do something new. Many of us are stuck in Egypt because we know Egypt. But staying stuck in Egypt, there's no progress. So it's, Lord God, give me the grace to do something new. Today, tomorrow, Lord God, so that my life can progress, Lord God, so that I no longer stay in Egypt, I know I cannot stay in Egypt and enter my promised land at the same time. I have to put Egypt behind me in order to enter the promised land. You know, I wish my son could have stayed here and also been in, Virgi in Virginia, but he can't, right? So no, you have to put one thing behind for as much as I miss him. Hey, I'm okay because it's progress for his life. So we have to put Egypt behind us. Not that this place was Egypt, but, but he, he had to leave this place to make progress. And actually this place is a kind of Egypt because it's a place that you know that keeps you stuck. So yeah, it was. So it's Lord God, give me the grace 
to leave Egypt and to embrace something new so that I can enter my promised land, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. Father, we praise your holy name. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you will give us the grace, Lord God, to embrace something new so that we can enter our promised land and leave Egypt behind us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The next uh, uh, prayer point is this is, Lord God, give me your direction to my promised land. You don't want to play that, throw darts on the board. Give me your direction. Remember, remember the fire by night and the cloud by day. God gave them direction, right? When they were in the wilderness, Lord God, give me your direction. When you, when your life is being guided by God's GPS, right? By God's GPS, then you know what? You have just a such a great sense of well-being. I know I'm going to get there. I might not know where I am, but I know God knows where I'm going. And all I need to do is just keep following my God. Lord God, give me your direction as I am heading to the purpose that you have for me, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We just praise your holy name. We pray that you will give us your direction, Lord God, as we are heading to... Uh, the purpose, the plan that you have for us, Lord God, your GPS, Lord God, and give us the grace to follow it, Lord. We ask in Jesus' name, amen, amen. So I'm going to um, do the uh, the caring call, and then I'm going to uh, hand it back over to, uh, to Sandy. Um, please say this prayer with, with me if you don't know the Lord or... You're not sure that you know the Lord. It will change your life. Father, Lord, I know I am a sinner. I know you shed your precious blood so that I might be saved, Lord God. Father, I know I am now trusting in the God of all hope that when things look hopeless, I will still have hope in my heart, Lord God. So I pray that you would save me Lord God, and make my life something that I never could make it by myself. I thank you for your hope, Lord God, and I will never walk in hopelessness, Lord God, but in hope, in power, in peace, in joy, in fulfillment, Lord God, and progress. In Jesus' name, amen.